This episode of Vegan Boss Radio is brought to you by Plant Life Nutrition. Plant Life Nutrition is Vancouver's first fully vegan nutrition store. This is also where I offer my vegan nutrition, coaching services, and custom meal plan services. And these are available both in person at the store and online. And what's so great about Plant Life is when you shop at the store, you know everything is vegan approved and nutritionist approved. So they've really done the homework for you. For 10% off all products and services, follow them on Instagram at Plant Life Nutrition and comment Vegan Boss on their latest post. You're listening to Vegan Boss Radio, a show for vegans by vegans. We'll be talking about everything to do with living that vegan boss life. And we need a good ending. Yeah, we need a good ending. I don't know how do we end this shit. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Welcome to episode 11 of Vegan Boss Radio. We are your hosts, Shauna Barker and Megan Barker. Today we have Sarah Vareg on the show. She is a vegan photographer based in Vancouver and she actually, um, she did a photo shoot with us last year, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, and the cover photo for our vegan boss is um, one of hers. So yeah, it's great to reconnect with you and be able to have this uh, conversation. Would you like to start out by sharing your vegan story? Um, Yeah, so my story started more with a vegetarian story back in high school. I was 15 or 16 at the time, and I was never really a big meat eater. I've never, still today, had seafood. I've never tried a Big Mac. Like, I just did not eat meat that much. I liked hot dogs, chicken nuggets, that kind of thing. And I always loved animals, and... Um, I saw some things that PETA did, uh, not that I agree with everything they do, but that's what really turned my attention to vegetarianism. So I decided to stop eating meat. Um, yeah, and then from there, so that's been over 10 years, okay. 13, 14 years now, and I moved to Vancouver, and um, I guess veganism started to be on my mind, but. I, I was one of those people that just thought, oh, I'll, I'll always eat cheese, and oh, but eggs, I love eggs, every yeah. day I'm going to eat eggs, and I think I knew at the back of my mind that there was something there that I would want to be a vegan eventually, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I was turning a blind eye to it. My dad told me when he grew up and he worked on a farm that pigs are treated fine, the cows come in on their own to be milked, you know, you hear all that stuff and you think, oh, yeah. okay, it's not that bad. But then I, I did watch Cowspiracy, and for mm-hmm. me, that was enough. I just finally saw the facts, and it yeah. was like, okay, well, if these are the facts, then I guess I'm not eating cheese, and I'm not mm-hmm. consuming dairy or eggs anymore, and that yeah. was it. So that was about four years ago now, and for me, it was a slow transition. Okay. I decided I the cold, cold turkey thing probably wouldn't work for me. Yeah. So first, I just cut out um, eggs and dairy uh, directly, and then 
eventually cut out any products that had dairy in it, like granola bars, that kind of okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a slow transition. And when I went on vacation about a year later, I did cheat and eat a few of the bread products, and okay. pastries, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's been about four years for me now. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's so funny with, like, the dairy. Like, it seems so innocent. It's like, oh, well, the cows aren't being killed. And, like, just you don't hear about, like, what actually happened. And you hear and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, dairy yeah. is one of the yeah. worst. Yeah. The yeah. worst. And then they're set off to be killed anyway. Yeah. So it's just yeah. these things you they're don't just, think like, about. They're just, like, tortured for a couple years first. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, like, it's the separation of the babies with the mother cows, totally. too. It's yeah. just, like, I think mo- almost all people can agree, like, with any species family is so sacred the way that they cry and and look for their calves when they're taken away it's one of the most heartbreaking things to watch so it was yeah it was the same for just like when you learn about how cruel the dairy industry is it's Mm -hmm. like it's so easy to just not touch it yeah and just learning why are these babies bred into existence in the first yeah. place? Like, they're not just naturally having yeah. babies. No, and yeah. They're not just naturally producing this milk for us. So, yeah, yeah it was a big wake-up, and I think that's... I just needed something to push me. It yeah. was yeah. very easy to say, okay, this does not fit with my beliefs, so I, I can't do this yeah. anymore. And yeah. I didn't have any vegan friends or family, so just seeing those facts for me was enough to make that change. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So... You went vegetarian in high school. Yeah. And how did your friends and family react? Um, I had, yeah, Yeah. my mom made me meals, which was really nice. So it wasn't just take out the meat and then I was stuck with potatoes every night. Yeah. So she was really supportive. Um, I don't think all my family and friends understood it. Okay. But they tolerated it. Yeah. So of course with... Um, Christmas dinners, extended family, there's always those comments, you're too skinny and you, you need to eat meat to be strong, oh, yeah. you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, but I did have a couple of vegetarian friends in high school, so it was, I did have some support. So it was oh, that's nice. good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah. all alone. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the reason I started learning how to cook at such a young age was because I went vegetarian (laughs) at such a young age and like my mom was the same like very supportive and Mm -hmm. like would cook like a lot of vegetarian meals for us nice um but that really got me like interested in being in the kitchen (laughs) which was I mean the first few years all like junk food and processed food but um (laughs) I think that's sort of where my love of like cooking came from cool nice I think for me it's once I became a vegan and then learning this I mean vegan food is just food yeah it's just food if you eat an apple if you eat any vegetables yes it's vegan yeah so just learning different types of meals you can make for yourself that don't involve dairy or meat Mm -hmm. it's just like this whole other world that opened up so yeah 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 (laughs) it makes cooking a lot more fun too because you're not dealing with blood and guts and bones and (laughs) disgusting Uh things that smell and yeah and all the the food safety yeah yeah there's so many perks to vegan cooking just when it comes to cleanliness and smell dishes are easier to wash Mm -hmm. (laughs) totally yeah lots of benefits yeah eating the rainbow is nice (laughs) yeah for sure don't need like two separate cutting boards Mm -hmm. 
this past year, um, the place I was staying in Mexico, it was like, it's a house with three rooms and I've stayed there before and I stay there for like months at a time and usually it's pretty chill and this time just there was another couple that was staying in one of the rooms and it's a shared kitchen and they were cooking meat like every meal and they also weren't doing their dishes properly so I'd like go and grab a plate out of the dish rack or a pot and you just feel like this grease coating on everything and like if you're a vegan or vegetarian for a long time, you forget that, like, oh, that's yeah. what people's dishes are yeah. like. Yeah, gross. Yeah, it was really <laughs> gross. Like, I had to get out of there. And think about <laughs> what that's, that's doing to your insides, yeah. too. If that's what it's doing to the dishes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm so glad I have a vegan apartment. So good. That's nice. But yeah. I, I live in a house, and we share the house with three other units. So unfortunately, almost I don't know what's going on, but almost every morning I smell bacon. Oh, who eats bacon every single morning? It's crazy. But yeah, unfortunately, it comes through the vents. Oh, okay. I just smell it almost every day, and it's it's not fun. Oh, the smell! I can't even imagine dealing with the dishes, but (laughs) just the smell alone is enough to turn you off every morning yeah and bacon used to be my favorite <laughs> oh but bacon oh but yeah. I was oh, like oh, a but bacon. bacon like I would <laughs> I would cook a bowl of bacon at like midnight like oh, oh I'm hungry God. I'm gonna fry up some bacon and some cheese and just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm so glad you never did that in <laughs> oh, front of me who was that person <laughs> I was the butt cheese person <laughs> like after being vegetarian like that was easy um, and I just, like, same as you, like, loved mm-hmm. animals. I think a lot of children and, like, teenagers mm-hmm. can relate to that. But I remember my first year of college, there was a vegan, like, advocacy booth, like, set up. And so I was, like, stopping and, like, talking with them. And I was like, oh, I don't think I could ever give up cheese. Mm-hmm. And just the woman there was like, oh, well, like, hummus is great. Like, that's a good staple that you could, mm-hmm. like, replace it with. And this was in, like... 2000 so all of like the good vegan cheeses that we have now yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have back then still that's mm-hmm. like no excuse but yeah. I was just like well when like we eat cheese it does make an addictive opioid like substance in the stomach so there is like that addictive quality inherent in it mm-hmm. it's like from the casein protein in milk mm-hmm. um so it can be like one of the harder ones for people to give up but I mean with all the great alternatives, it's not hard now. But I just remember mm-hmm. saying that. I was like, oh, I just love cheese, though. And then the next year, I went vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even in my first at least year, I would tell people, yeah, it's hard to ha- not have cheese, or I miss the taste yeah. of cheese. But when I think now of what cheese is, mm-hmm. it's just gross. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. cheese. I honestly genuinely do not want to eat cheese anymore Mm -hmm. it does not appeal to me I don't crave it no I'll eat the substitutes like those are awesome but Mm -hmm. actual cheese no thank you no and that just shows like how amazing and adaptive we are like our taste buds even Mm -hmm. change and our cravings change like you can just like not have that taste for it anymore yeah that's why I love hearing everyone's vegan story because yeah, most of us weren't born vegan, yeah. but we all got to this point of being vegan now, yeah. so yeah. anyone can be vegan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, one way or another, we all ended up here. 
Yeah, that's why it kills me when I hear people saying like, oh, like you need to be more open-minded and see it from the other side. And it's like, dude, I was on the other side and yeah. I was open-minded, which is yeah. why I changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I have a perspective of seeing both sides because mm-hmm. I, we've been on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas many non-vegans have only ever been on that one side. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of, you know, saying the very thing that they're experiencing of like not being open to mm-hmm. yeah. trying something new um for you what has been like challenging about being vegan and what has been easy um like well, kind of have two answers okay. for that one if i look at it as a photographer mm-hmm. i think one of the most challenging things is that my medium is not vegan so film okay. is not mm-hmm. vegan film has gelatin okay so that was something i stressed about for a while when I when I learned that yeah. because I thought okay but this is what I love to do and oh, it's interesting. there is an animal product in it it's a byproduct yeah. of the industry yeah. I don't think any mm-hmm. animals are being killed for film but mm-hmm. yeah it's still in there and there is no alternative if you want to shoot film okay. so that's an interesting one I had one. no idea yeah all film has gelatin and um, it's the way that it reacts with the silver Mm -hmm. Um, it acts as a membrane and it also is uh, reacts with the silver Mm -hmm. and um, yeah there's no other alternative that preserves the film in such a way so they have tried to come up with alternatives but the film is just too fragile or has a short shelf life so yeah really that's so interesting so like when you take a picture and you get it developed mm-hmm. that like what it's printed on or no oh no the film that's in the camera yeah the actual film okay. uh, the emulsion layer has okay. gelatin in it okay and if you make prints in the dark room that mm-hmm. light sensitive paper mm-hmm. also has gelatin okay in it. but if you make digital prints or shoot digital mm-hmm. then it's fine okay but yeah i just have a whole bunch of films stacked up in my fridge and yeah I, it's just something that i've thought of is yeah is this vegan of me and mm-hmm. I was in Australia a couple of years ago and then I was at the Fast for Freedom that they did mm-hmm. for five days. And I remember being there and we were stopping pig trucks and mm-hmm. I was shooting on medium format film. And I thought mm-hmm. this yeah. is a little ironic to be using film yeah. in yeah. this kind of context. So yeah, is oh, it vegan? Is it not vegan? And how do you feel like you obviously had to overcome that like realization and you're obviously still a photographer yeah so did you kind of just accept that you know what there's not a vegan option available right now so this is my only option well that's the thing the other option is digital it's Mm -hmm. just not the same form it's really not the same it's a whole other medium so um i don't think i have the answer for myself yet Mm -hmm. Uh, that said i haven't bought any new film i just happened to have a bunch of films stacked up and my use of film has really gone down but yeah it's a tough one I don't think I have the answer yet but I think this is a really good example for what people mean when we say that being vegan doesn't mean being perfect and it's Mm -hmm. about doing the least amount of harm within reason um, that you have access Mm -hmm. to and like I didn't know about this and um yeah, I think it's just, to me, you're still fully vegan. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just, we don't live in a vegan world. Being 100% cruelty-free isn't really possible, but I mm-hmm. think making those vegan mm-hmm. choices, which obviously mm-hmm. you do, 
is the main thing. I think so too. I think I am closer to that side of it yeah. because it is a beautiful medium to work yeah. with. Yeah. And I think it would be such a shame for any vegan to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to scrap this now yeah. and let go of this yeah. art form yeah. because of this unfortunate yeah. byproduct that's in the film. But anyway, that kind of leads me to the other part of that question, which is uh, the most difficult part of it is where to draw that line. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something like that, or it's once you're vegan, you kind of wake up to all the other things mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. And of course, being vegan doesn't mean you don't care about people. Or mm-hmm. You don't care about the environment. We're not yeah. just in it for the animals, most yeah. of us, right? Yeah. So um, starting to think of, well, what about our plastic consumption? Mm-hmm. What about fast fashion? Mm-hmm. What about all these things that destroy our planet so can I be just a vegan or Mm -hmm. do I need to think about all of these things now and to me that's the stressful part about being a vegan is where do I draw that line in my day-to-day life as a consumer Mm -hmm. yeah well I'm pretty sure no cars are completely vegan because even if you get like the non-leather interior there's Mm -hmm. still I don't know if it's in the tires or the glue for the tires or Mm -hmm. something but there was like there are animal byproducts in a lot of things that mm-hmm. people use on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, like, where do you draw that line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even uh, yeah. read a, I don't remember where I read it, but yeah. somebody who went to someone's house mm-hmm. and they didn't sit on the couch because the couch was leather. Okay. So, you know, yeah. there's just like, it can get so out of hand, yeah. right? So just yeah. trying to figure out for yourself, where is that line, yeah. I think is the most challenging aspect. Yeah. That's a really interesting, we've had a few interviews now, and mo- and uh, that's our, the first time hearing that one oh, yeah. answer, <laughs> yeah, for that question. But yeah. it really does bring up such a good point, and also that can be a deterrent for so many people to go vegan because they will hear stories like that like oh i have to get rid of my couch right away if it's leather mm-hmm. or, or i can't sit on a couch that's that's leather on a couch. <laughs> so i think it's so important to be flexible not in the definition because when it comes down to the definition it doesn't say anything about oh you also have to be an environmentalist yeah. and shop eco-friendly yeah. and do all this stuff all these things which are great to also take on and evolve as like we learn and get more aware Mm -hmm. but just to not um, get carried away like you said with where do you draw that line of Mm -hmm. being vegan does that then also mean being perfect and being a purist and not doing anything that contributes to harm because that's really impossible it is exactly so I think yeah not being too hard on yourself Mm -hmm. especially like you said if we want people to be vegan we can't be so hard on these lines right yeah it's just about doing your best and causing the least harm that you're able to do exactly and make it look like attainable and enjoyable like if someone like not to pick on that person who wouldn't sit on the (laughs) couch Mm -hmm. but like if someone there that was their first experience of meeting someone that was vegan and thinks that that's how you have to be all the time maybe mm-hmm. then that would make them feel like they don't want to be like that yeah <laughs> so and then if you really st- take a step back to look yeah. at the bigger picture is that person doing what's best for the animals because if you look at what's best for the animals it would be to encourage more people to go yeah. vegan right and to encourage more people to go vegan is that by being having having like extreme impossible standards Mm -hmm. or by being welcoming and flexible about doing the best that you can within reason 
Um, so yeah, you could take, you could really say it about anything, like just taking the ego out of it and mm-hmm. like our own human desire to like be perfect and to be right, to take ourselves mm-hmm. out of it and just say, okay, what's going to harm less animals here? And so really taking each situation as it comes and trying not to scare people away yeah. <laughs> yeah. from being vegan yeah. And, yeah. and knowing that it's not about being perfect all the time definitely um well said thank you i had a barbecue um back when it was summer (laughs) like three (laughs) weeks ago um and uh i used to have two little mini barbecues i don't know what happened to the other one but the newer one i was like i only wanted um plants to be cooked on that one but then we had this barbecue and I we I didn't have the old one anymore and I didn't know what to do and this was also like when all the Amazon stuff was happening and so I wanted to like tell people ahead of time like hey if you're gonna like cook an animal a piece of animal like please I don't want it to be a cow just because I want to like raise awareness of like why the Amazon is burning and stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah, my boyfriend just said it wasn't, like, the place. It was his party, so okay. he was just like, no, like, we can't tell people what to eat or not eat. I was like, well, it's not, like, a, their personal choice when it's affecting the whole world now, mm-hmm. first of all. And then with having only one barbecue, I was really, like, struggling with that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up wait, making all of the people that had animals to eat <laughs> to, like, wait until all of the veggie stuff was cooked. Okay. And then I was like, okay, fine, like, go cook whatever on the barbecue, mm-hmm. and then I will just, like, get rid of it after. No, <laughs> I'll just, like, scrub it and yeah. bleach it and, mm-hmm. yeah. But, Barbecue's yeah, that was, t- that was a hard one for me. <laughs> I w- yeah, I had a similar experience, too, um, with employees and hosting a barbecue and yeah oh but they wanted burgers and but nobody wanted to organize it right so if you ask a vegan person to organize a barbecue guess what i'm gonna buy not meat yeah (laughs) so yeah barbecues are really tough because it's this whole thing to bring people together yeah yeah that i feel for you on that one yeah that's tough i think yeah to like you can't control what other people bring to the barbecue, but if you're in charge of going and doing the shopping, (laughs) then I am all for, like, veganize that shit. Because, (laughs) like, when I've been asked that question where they're like, oh, but other people are going to be there, are you going to order some meat pizzas too for everybody? I'm like, no, there's a vegan option, I'm going to be buying that. And, like, if I'm spending my money on that, I am not, like, contributing to the meat and dairy industry. So, like, not happening. If they want to order their own pizza after... I can't stop them, mm-hmm. but I think it's very different when you're the one who will be going out and buying. Yeah, because I, yeah, I've seen yeah. that uh, for weddings. Mm-hmm. And my sister, for example, at the uh-huh. time she was vegetarian, so she wanted a vegetarian wedding. Yeah. But there's just this big thing about well, what about meat? What about everyone oh who wants my God. meat? And it's like this is this woman's wedding. Yeah. yeah. And her and her partner have decided to be vegetarian jeez yeah and same thing for her bachelorette party yeah, okay. i couldn't be there because she lives in ottawa but yeah. all her friends were planning out what food to bring and they had just the like barbecue yeah. stuff and all all the stuff and 
I was like, guys, she's a vegetarian. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want this stuff at her bachelorette. Are you thinking of her? Or are yeah. you thinking of yourselves? It was ridiculous, and I had to fight so hard to get them to not bring meat to this bachelorette wow. for a vegetarian person. Like, what's going to happen to them if they don't have meat for one meal? Like, why are they so afraid to just, con- like, it's the person's part, like, bachelorette party yeah. who's vegetarian. <laughs> like, oh. It blew my mind. Yeah. It's one meal, right? Yeah. Like, they were up uh, north for a weekend, so two meals, and they went to a restaurant one of the nights, and okay. they chose a steakhouse. Oh, no. Oh, my God, people. I mean, that one was oh, out of my control, yeah. but at least at the place where they yeah. were staying, like, okay. come on, yeah. get some veggie food and good. veggie food only. Yeah. It's things like that, right? Yeah. It's just like, what are people thinking? Well, I think in their mind, it's not, it's just, oh, that's a dietary preference. Like, oh, she's gluten-free mm-hmm. or whatever, um, or lactose intolerant, but that doesn't mean we don't have to not eat milk or whatever they're not seeing that it's an actual like ethical choice and it's a lifestyle justice movement and lifestyle and it stands so for so much more so I do think that there's a disconnect with people Mm -hmm. who are like oh it's just a diet choice yeah that's you know her thing I'm gonna eat what I want to eat whereas Mm -hmm. if you really get deep down like this is someone's like this is what they stand for yeah and I'm not being supportive in that by mm-hmm. bringing it. So, and usually we are the exception as well. Yeah, the meat eater. There's more yeah. meat eaters than yeah. vegans or vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if it's your wedding or your party or your <laughs> bachelorette, like, yeah. of course you have the right to make everything vegan. Yeah, totally. I could never imagine like having a wedding and like not having it all be vegan oh yeah it would not happen (laughs) nope not happen they can complain all they want don't come then like Mm -hmm. (laughs) a good way to weed out your real friends if you're gonna choose meat over like our friendship yeah (laughs) it'd be a funny yeah (laughs) funny little experiment (laughs) i watched um this it was it's like a mock ad but i think it should actually be on tv you've probably seen it. i i saw it maybe like a month ago so it's this couple and this guy well i don't know if they're a couple but it's like two guys and a girl they're sitting down at a restaurant and it like seems to be like a fancy or like kind of trendy restaurant or whatever and the waiter comes over and he asks the guy like what he wants he's like oh, i'll have the baby back ribs and then he's like okay follow me and the waiter takes him to the back room, gives him like a butchering apron and a knife, and then puts him in a room with a pig, like a living pig. And so he basically would have to like kill the pig I to get I've it on his place. One. But yeah, it is I've so powerful. It is. Like I Doesn't want he end everyone up going through with it. Like he does kill the pig, but then he goes to sit down as meal, and they bring it out, and he's just like sitting there, like staring at. No, it he he drops the knife, okay. and then two people come through the door, and they're like, "Oh, another one couldn't do it," oh, and yeah. they and they so they <laughs> kill the pig, and then he's sitting down at the table, and they bring it out to him, and he's just like looking at it. But imagine, okay, like, that's... if people wanted to eat meat, mm-hmm. if they had to do that, go through that. Yeah. Like, be a lot more vegan yeah sure. <laughs> yeah well that's the thing they don't have to right yeah so there is that disconnect yeah yeah, yeah i can never do it no <laughs> no even um 
in the Philippines a couple of Christmases ago, I was staying in these like condos or like this townhouse um, and for Christmas day they were doing like a big they were like roasting whole whole pigs Mm -hmm. and I was like sick or something and I was just in my townhouse and they actually like killed the pigs like pretty close to where my door was and I heard them screaming for their lives for like five hours why oh my does it God, take that's so long, so long. To kill them? I don't know, but the pigs were screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, one of the that's worst days awful. of my life. And, yeah, I don't know why, like, if they just cut them and let them bleed and just, like, struggle. I don't know. Maybe. It was really, really sad and so messed up. And wow. everyone in like who was staying there was invited to this party, this Christmas party, and mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't partake in that. Yeah, have you guys was... been to any vigils? And no, no, I, I, I one time, but I didn't get close to okay. like I think I was just um, on the corner, like the chicken vigil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not really. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're already vegan, but I yeah, think if yeah. people who weren't went to one of those and just witnessed what happens, totally, it's like that commercial. I think a lot of yeah. more yeah. people would make that connection. It's yeah. the smell. Like when I went to that pig vigil, mm-hmm. there's the smells, the screams. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the screams. The scream. You hear the screams. Oh. You smell the blood. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's yeah. just awful. It's and a real life horror movie mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. insane where our mom lives on the island um it's out in the country and we often like go for walks to go like visit the cows i think they're like beef cattle like, yeah it's for beef. yeah and mm-hmm. yeah we talked to the this farmer once so it yeah. happened twice or just the one time? I think time? the one time where the farmer yeah. was there, he, like, came. He was so friendly because we wanted to pet the cows and meet mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So he, like, came over and, like, called them over and they all came running. Yeah. And yeah, he, like, he loved them. Like, he was like, yeah, it's, like, really hard when I have to send them away. Mm-hmm. And we were just, like, asking him questions and everything. And he's like, yeah, it's just part of life. Like, it's how we make a living. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh. Like, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't be. have to be doesn't like have that. To be I think he started life. crying a little bit. Yeah, like, I did. Because we were, like, petting the cows, knowing that, like, in a few months they were going to be yeah. slaughtered. And yeah. he's... Yeah. And, yeah, we could just tell that, like, it did bother him on some level, yeah. but mm. he felt like it's something that he had to continue doing. It's just and what it's, he has to yeah. do. Yeah. It's... I do think, like, in the future we're going to look back on what we're doing to animals and mm-hmm. really see it for, for what it is and how incredibly cruel and unjust it is. And, yeah, like that, I don't know if you guys have seen that popular, like, uh, post going around where it's, um, I can't believe we used to eat meat from future generations. Mm -hmm. I definitely think we'll get there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're going to hear, I really hope so. You'll hear it in classrooms, on the street, just people saying, wow, I can't believe 
people used to eat meat. Yeah. So you you went to that pig vigil? Yes. That was here in No, that was in Melbourne. Oh, okay. It was, that was in Melbourne. 2 years yeah. ago now, I think. Okay. Yeah, 2 years ago. Yeah. Um I haven't been I hate to say it, I haven't been yeah. to any here. Yeah. Um I every week on Facebook I see that chicken vigil and yeah. I always put I'm interested, but Yeah. yeah. It's just so emotional. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so hard, it's hard to for me to actually yeah. bring myself to do it. Yeah. And as a photographer, it was easier because I was busy. I was behind the camera. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like yeah. I was there. I was yeah. just recording it. Yeah. But as soon as I put my camera down, it, it all hit me and yeah. came flooding in. And oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. just terrible. And I yeah, I think it, vigils are really important. Yeah. And I, want to go to one yeah. someday but I, I have not done it here yeah well I think there's lots of different ways to influence and like reach non-vegans mm-hmm. or pre-vegans <laughs> um so what are some of your favorite ways to advocate like for a vegan lifestyle well I think it is through my photography okay. um when I can actually make it to those kinds of things okay um, the marchers are a lot easier to document. Yeah. <laughs> Not so violent and yeah. emotional. Those are more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, using photography as a medium for sure. Okay. Social media is just such an easy way to communicate now. So even if it's not me using the photos, I can use my photography for other people to spread mm-hmm. their message yeah. or their brand or what have you. Um, so that's a good one. Um, and then just, I mean, I'm not uh, a bodybuilder or anything, <laughs> but I think just having that lifestyle and like you were saying earlier just being a positive person um when I would work I'd show like and I had my lunch people were always curious oh what are you Mm -hmm. eating and I'd always tell them well it's this 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 there's no meat yeah they'd ask about it so I think just showing people Mm -hmm. your day-to-day life and just being honest and hey this doesn't have to have meat in it yeah so yeah through food for sure food is a big one yeah food's a big one that's like the only reason why I'm one of those annoying people taking pictures of my food and posting it (laughs) on my stories like wait wait don't touch your plate yet I need to get a good picture (laughs) if it wasn't for it being vegan I would not care about like recording all of my food things but like that is a form of advocacy is like showing like look like you can still have your cheat days and your treats and your habits of like you know sunday pizza day and cheesecake and it's such a great way of just showing like like you can still eat cheesecake you could still eat pizza and pasta and lasagna and everything just veganized exactly it's normal it's normal it's totally normal yeah so that's yeah that's what i like to show other people or even with the clothes i buy or you know getting compliments on that and making a point to say well hey it's vegan Mm -hmm. (laughs) now that it's cooled down it's definitely like sweatshirt season so i want to get some of the local like vegan apparel Mm -hmm. companies um some new sweatshirts this year yeah, I have a pair of vegetarian shoes. Yeah. So or boots. So on the back it says vegetarian. Nice. Shoes. Nice. So I get a lot of comments on those. Okay. Kind of love wearing that. Yeah. Cause then I get to talk about it. Um, and then all the yeah all the shirts and stuff. The local companies are awesome. Yeah. Been buying more of those lately too. Mm-hmm. Just being like a walking billboard yes. for veganism basically. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. And. Your photography, you've mentioned, um, 
so what is your like photography business name and how did that start yeah and what kind of clients do you work with yeah uh so my business is just my name sarah virag photography um my background is in fine art so for me just putting myself out there as an artist is what i thought made the most Mm -hmm. sense so sarah virag photography um started just in freelance uh, so when I moved here, I was doing random gigs, um, and then I was working for three different local publications, and I had to, so I was photographing a feature story every month for each of these publications, but of course when you're on assignment working freelance, you don't have a say in who your subject matter is, so okay. it got to a point where eventually I had a butcher I had to photograph, and I had a oh. restaurant I had to feature. And I remember going to this photo shoot of this butcher, and this was, I think, the year before I became vegan, but I was still very vegetarian and very against (laughs) any butcher shops. Um, And I remember telling my publisher, okay, well, you know, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to feature this, but I also didn't want to lose my job. Mm -hmm. Um, So I told him, I tried to find a middle ground. Okay, well, I'll feature him. The Mm -hmm. story's about him, not just about his butcher shop. It's who he is as a person, whatever. So... I told him, okay, I'll go to the butcher shop, but I'm not going to go inside. I'll take his photo outside. We'll just do a headshot. To me, that headshot is neutral. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm promoting a butcher shop, right? It's mm-hmm. just a headshot. Yeah. But of course, the story was about his butcher okay. shop. Uh-huh. Um, and when I got there, just my boundaries were crossed. He was okay. wearing his butcher apron. He wanted the signage in the background. He wanted me to go inside and... <sighs> Uh, it's just so uncomfortable mm-hmm. as a vegetarian yeah. vegan to promote something that's so against your belief system. Yeah. So shortly after that one, and when they asked me to do another one of a restaurant, I just told them, I, c- I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't keep promoting things I don't believe in. Uh, but it's tough as a mm-hmm. photographer to make that decision because, yeah, there's so many jobs out there that you can't take. Mm-hmm. And you can't work for a lot of companies or publications or yeah. newspapers because every week or however often yeah. they'll need you to just go on assignment. Right. And if you don't do those assignments, you're not going to get the work. Mm-hmm. right? So I decided then, okay, well, I should start my own business and focus on the clients I want to have. So after that year of doing these publications, I decided start my own business um, still doing some freelance and contracts here and there but nothing that went against my values but my business now I'm kind of in the process of revamping my branding but I am focusing a little more on veganism but that said not all my clients are vegan Mm -hmm. love to always Mm -hmm. have more vegans Um, but if I'm doing a headshot for a lawyer for example they they don't have to be vegan Um, yeah so now I take on anything that doesn't uh, go against my values okay yeah wow I can't believe you I was (laughs) you had to like go to butcher shops and stuff it was so so hard well at first it was fine I was photographing um it was just people in the neighborhood like there was a person who was did the ride to conquer cancer there was a bookstore I featured there was just all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff so it was fine for a good while until this one just happened to be a butcher. Yeah. <laughs> but the silver lining is you started your own business, kind yeah. of inspired from that experience and wanting to take control of who you work with and have some freedom. Exactly, yeah, because when I was in school, I 
always thought, okay, well, there's in-house photography jobs you can get, and yeah. that, that's just what you do. But I think the reality today is that most photographers have their own businesses, mm-hmm. and you run okay. your own business, you get your own clients. So that's something I learned along the way, and it's it's been really great because mm-hmm. now I can work with people that I want to actually work with, promote those people, yeah. promote each other, and, yeah, it's really great. I love yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. Are there... Um, types of events or things that you like photog- uh, <laughs> photographing more? I'm like, what's the word? Photographing. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you do weddings or, like, special events or what type of things do you... Um, yeah, my business isn't focused on weddings. Okay. I have done them. I usually work with another company to do weddings because it's not the focus of my brand. Okay definitely down to do whatever usually but what I really love to do is portraits of people documenting or editorial um, headshots that kind of thing families that kind of thing things that tell a story about people Uh, so it's usually more post portrait photography rather than events okay which you're amazing at if I can add I get so many comments about um the pictures I have on my website, almost every client I've worked with has been like, who did your photos? Your headshots are amazing. Unfortunately, most of my clients aren't here in Vancouver, but the ones who are, I always try to refer them to you Mm because you did such an amazing job. And uh, as someone who really doesn't like getting their photo taken, (laughs) it was really nice how comfortable you made me. And it was like such a fun experience. And same with the photos you did for Shauna and I. It was really fun, and like, yeah. you just killed it. It was so oh, good. thank yeah. you. Well, you make my job easy. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think that's something, too, in the vegan community. It's just, it's so, I don't know, there's a different vibe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just bi- biased, but I find when I work with my vegan clients, it's just so down-to-earth. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. chill. It's so one-on-one. There's no no fronts. It's just, yeah. it's really nice. Well, you instantly have a really deep thing in common with True. that person yeah, it's like exactly. there's a really strong foundation there where you're like hey we have the same values and mm-hmm. we align our actions with those values that's awesome you're mm-hmm. cool I like you <laughs> let's be yes. friends let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, I love it <laughs> um so you mentioned you're kind of doing like a rebranding right now. Mm-hmm. Do you mention the word vegan or plant-based? Is that part of your marketing to to put that in there? Still thinking on it. Okay. Um, if you go on my Instagram, it's the second word. Okay. It says photographer slash vegan. Okay. So it's definitely there. On my website, um, I have a section that's for the animals. So I think it's peppered in there. It's Mm -hmm. not explicit yet. Um, At the same time, I don't want to um, alienate anybody Mm -hmm. who isn't vegan, but I definitely want to head more in that direction of working with other vegans. Yeah. Um, I also put out an ad in BC Vegan Magazine. So I'm in there. That doesn't say that I'm vegan, but it's in a vegan magazine. (laughs) I think it's implied. Hopefully they get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And luckily there's more and more vegan businesses and just vegan people popping up in mm-hmm. Vancouver constantly. So I think you'll naturally start attracting more of those clients as yeah, well. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more I network and meet mm-hmm. more people, and the more it grows and grows. So it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Do you take your camera to, like, different events? Like, we've had some uh, vegan night markets and festivals and stuff. 
I don't to those. Um, yeah. I know Tasha is a photographer as well. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's got that part covered. Yeah. But when I go to the march, like the march to close all slaughterhouses, that kind of stuff, okay. then I do like taking photos. And yeah, um, yeah I share them with Megan or whoever's yeah. hosting that. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Vancouver is so great. It's like, I feel like every vegan person here should know each other, but mm-hmm. there's so many. Like, yeah. even just from mm-hmm. starting this podcast and, like, getting to meet more and more people in the community is really nice. But it's like, oh, like, you guys don't know each other? I thought you did. Like, yeah. <laughs> we just all assume yeah. everyone's, like, yeah. part of the same network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's cool because more and more vegans are popping up. Yes. Yeah. That totally. network is growing. Yeah. Can't keep up. Can't <laughs> keep track with all of our new friends. Yeah. Invite them all on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Speaking of all of the new, like, vegan restaurants and uh, products that are popping up, do you have some favorite vegan meals? Um, so for me, like we were saying before, to me, vegan food is just food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at home, I tend to cook pretty simple. I like wraps. I like stir fries. I like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I like. The, I honestly like all this junk food stuff that's mm-hmm. coming out in restaurants. Like, yeah. I do love meat on meat because I just think mm-hmm. it's so cool. After. 15 years of not eating that stuff yeah. that it's now an option mm-hmm. so I find that stuff super exciting um, I think my favorite meals would be the more traditional holiday meals and veganized okay so like going and making a full-on Christmas dinner but vegan yeah that's my favorite because for me food really is about bringing yeah. people together totally. the holidays are so much about that mm-hmm. and then to be able to make that vegan is just awesome so do you cook for like the holiday meals when um, you see your family or how does that bit. work uh, my mom is awesome okay. she's always trying new things yeah. i think it stresses her out a little bit um but she does do a lot of the cooking and i'll help out um, i'm also very spoiled in that my partner's a chef oh so i don't do as much nice. cooking as i probably should but yeah, yeah <laughs> i do enjoy it oh. Lucky. Yeah, I'm spoiled. That's awesome. It's <laughs> good. I had um, something new today. So I had only been to Kokomo in Chinatown mm-hmm. for, like, their drinks, like just grabbing something quick, a smoothie or something. But today I um, ordered one of their bowls, and it was so good. So I like that they're on DoorDash, <laughs> so I can order it here to the store. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some more of those, because they had quite a few different ones. That's so um, funny you mentioned that, because yeah. I just tried them last week Did as you? Well for a bowl. Yeah, yes, I had one of their bowls. so good. Like, ah, why Which one did you have? Um, it, ha- it was the breakfast one. Okay. <laughs> it was the all-day breakfast one, but it yeah. was really good. Yum. I haven't so been good. yet. And I just went to Kind Cafe on Main Street and oh, had, like, their carrot locks bagel, mm-hmm. side Caesar salad, and, like, one of their flatbreads, like, pizzas, basically. Nice. But holy, the flavors. It was so good. And the place is two levels, and it was packed. Oh, nice. So it's always good to see, like, new vegan uh, restaurants open and mm-hmm. then be super busy. That's pretty common now. I find yeah. any vegan restaurant that opens up, it's always really busy right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. demand spreads. for it, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I need to go check out Kind. It yeah. seems awesome. Yeah. They're all zero waste, too, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, uh, napkins. It's all um, cloths that they wash after. And Very cool. for takeout, they just, like, you're supposed to bring your own container. But if you don't, mm-hmm. I think they have, like, ones that were donated or people left, like, just random little jars and stuff mm-hmm. for people to take their takeout. Nice. So that's pretty cool to see. Have you tried Eat the Dishes? No, at every event. <laughs> it's I <really> cool. <laughs> like never like either the lineup is too long or like I just don't get a chance, but it looks so good. Mom has even tried it. Oh she, yeah. She got one. Actually I ate the, the some of the bread, but I didn't yeah. try the I soup. had like a bite yeah. of it. But it yeah. was good. I love that concept. You yes. just eat the bowl. There yeah. are no dishes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Really I think, cool. um, have you heard of Gomai? Yeah. Yeah, the zero waste like meal delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think eat the dishes is uh, one of the options now. You can get their soups oh. through Gomai. Very oh, cool. Yeah. I had never heard of Gomai. Yeah. I was thinking like the spinach thing. Oh, the, the, oh, yeah. the dish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I know. It's like a vegan meal delivery service, and uh, they, like, it's um, meals from other restaurants. Mm-hmm. So they're not preparing it, but they're getting it from all the other vegan mm-hmm. places. Very cool. Um, yeah, I haven't tried it out, but it's such a good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier about how it's kind of hard to draw the line of like when you go vegan like what else can you do what else right. can you like what more can you be doing um do you have any other causes other than veganism that you're passionate about uh, well I do love uh following and keeping up with environmental causes and what other photographers are doing in that field mm-hmm. uh, can't say I'm super active with that stuff yet mm-hmm. uh but definitely an interest of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that I have been involved with is Rabbit Rescue in Vancouver. Really? Oh. Yeah, uh, there's an organization called Rabbitats, okay. and they rescue all the fe- feral and abandoned rabbits around the city. Um, so yeah, for a okay. while I've been fostering for yeah. them, uh, taking photos at their events. They have mm-hmm. little meet and treats and <laughs> yoga, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're great. They're so dedicated, and most of them, at least the organizers I know, mm-hmm. are vegan. So anytime okay. they have an event, it's vegan. Nice. There's food. It's it's awesome. So they're great people. So yeah. dedicated. Uh, yeah. So bunnies are kind okay. of my thing. Yeah. Other than vegan, are there a lot Tons. that are like just abandoned Tons. and out? Oh, okay. People think that I don't know why people think that rabbits can yeah. just be okay if you stick Aww. them in the wild, but domestic rabbits are not wild rabbits yeah. so they people don't. will buy them as pets and then just set them free yeah they dump them at jericho or they had a lot of them at the richmond auto mall okay that were there um in parks they found them in cages in parks they're just they get dumped oh. everywhere one of the guys i was fostering was a gray and white rabbit not wild at all big tubby guy yeah and he was found <laughs> at iona beach Oh, he's probably so scared. Yeah. Um, they're not wild. And yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. So I love working with them and taking photos for okay. them. Um, yeah, some of my photos are on their website. Mm-hmm. And 
I've taken some photos for the rabbits that are up for adoption. I've seen some of your photos of the rabbits. They're <laughs> really cute. You have some really good shots of them eating, like some really oh, cute, funny so stuff. They're so silly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but if anyone's looking for somewhere yeah. to help out, Rabbitats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So is their goal to get them adopted into a home? Um, some of them, yeah. So the idea of a rabbitat is a rabbit habitat. So building a... Cl- what they're really interested in, I think, is people who can accommodate colonies of mm-hmm. rabbits. So there are uh, some sanctuaries that have been built with rabbitats where they take on a whole group of them. Okay. Um, and then kind of keep them as a little sanctuary and so they're they come up with housing solutions for these rabbits because there's so many of them and a lot of them are feral so they grew up in the wild outside Mm -hmm. but they're not fully wild Mm -hmm. but they're okay to live outside so it's kind of so some people have taken them on in colonies to just house them and keep them safe Uh, but they do have a core group of rabbits too that are also adoptable so they have both and yeah, they're trying to just get every rabbit a home. Yeah. 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 That's really great that you're involved with that as well. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do so much work, though, that I, there's always more <laughs> room for yeah. more work that I I don't not. I'm not there all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Good. That's good to know. Maybe there will be some listeners in Vancouver who yeah. might want to get involved when they hear about that. It's a lot of poop scooping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keeping oh. it real. Keeping it real. A lot of poop, uh, but they're great animals. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is stopping more people from becoming vegan? I think people really are creatures of comfort, creatures of habit. We do what we know, and people don't want to go outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. In general, I think people want to fit in. They won't, don't want to be different. Not everyone, but yeah. in general, people want to be agreeable. They want to be part mm-hmm. of society, and society dictates what we do. So I think for a lot of people, it can be hard to do what's outside of the norm. And I do think it is a lot of just ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. choosing not to really think about it Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big part of it because for myself as soon as I saw the answers to those questions Mm -hmm. I kind of knew okay this is it so if you just keep on going with what you know and do what you like then it's easy to not ever become a vegan just put those blinders on so yeah I don't think people want to change what they're used to and what they like Mm -hmm. Um, but that cognitive dissonance <laughs> kicks in. <Yeah>. And <laughs> I think it's really hard too to accept that you've been lied to by yeah. whether it be uh-huh. like in the school system or doctors or just people who think they are telling you what's best. Um, and like like parents, for example, like raising you to eat meat because they think that you have to eat meat. Mm-hmm. There's this quote, I don't know who said it, maybe we can look it up later, but mm-hmm. it was, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Because it is hard to accept. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? I've been doing this. Like, everything I've known is wrong. <laughs> right? Exactly. So. And you're being told that by a minority of people, right? Yeah. So it's it's hard to accept and hard to believe. Yeah. And you don't want to believe. I think, yeah, most people are good people. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. say they're animal lovers. So to think that what you believe is 
different from how you're acting mm-hmm. or the consequences mm-hmm. of your actions is really hard to accept. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's what's really stopping most people. They think it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. They think it's it's wrong. We don't we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. We don't need to take yeah. these steps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see that it's becoming more popular and mainstream. Yeah, I think that's really helping, and yeah. even just the plant-based movement. Yeah. Just changing diets and seeing that it is a better way to eat. Mm -hmm. I think that's step one. And social media, like, social media gets a lot of shit for, like, there's a lot of negative things that can come with it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a tool. Mm -hmm. And it's how you use that tool. And I think social media has been such an amazing tool for getting the word out and spreading the message and connecting and for doing that online activism, which is really great. I think that's been waking a lot of people up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, because there's a topic about everything and anything on social media. So if you want to, you can explore those things and you can find out that information. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's really awesome Mm -hmm. as a tool. Yeah. I saw something on Instagram today. Mm -hmm. Uh Did you get a new tattoo? I did um, in July. I got a tattoo of a cow with a funeral wreath on her Aww. head. So I think the significance is obvious for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's a great way to advocate as well. Since I got it, everyone who notices yeah. it has asked me about it. Why a cow? And I can talk about veganism that way. Oh, I can't wait so. to see it. You yeah, should see that. it. <laughs> it is gorgeous, okay. adorable, cute, beautiful cow that you just want to squeeze. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, the artist did an amazing yeah. job. Was that your first tattoo? Uh, no, my third. Okay. My third, yeah. Awesome. Um, so how can people find you on Instagram um, or your other social media? Yeah, it's just my name. So on Instagram, Sarah Virag. My website, also sarahvarig.com, so you can find me there. Great. We'll share those links in the show notes as well. Great, thank you. Yeah, was there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners before we wrap up? Um, not specifically. I think just uh, don't be afraid to ask questions if you're not vegan yet, and feel free to drop me a line about anything vegan or photography-related. Perfect. Nice. That's great. Thank you so much for being here. We really enjoyed talking with you, and it was really interesting to learn about your vegan story and how you started your business. That was really interesting, too. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Okay, thank you, guys. It's been awesome. (laughs) 